Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. Listen, it has been far too long since I have been out here on these airwaves and, you know, did the podcasting and spoke to you all. There has been so much that has changed in my life since I have done the sabbatical. It just, it's enough to make your head spin. My head is still spinning. It's just amazing. It's just amazing. But (laughs) one thing that has been constant throughout it all is the goodness of the Lord, which doesn't mean that he didn't allow pain to come into my life. Okay. He allowed pain in my life. And it also didn't mean that I was doing something sinful or wicked or evil, which I was not. But what what I've learned is God is very good. He's always good. And he will allow pain into your life sometimes if it's necessary to move you into the place and or the space that you need to be in, right? To be the man or the woman of God that he created you to be. He will allow that. So I kind of went on a little tangent there as I and want to do, but we know how we do it on this podcast. So let's go ahead and open up with a word of prayer. Then we're going to get into the scripture. I don't believe this is going to be a very long message. I don't believe so at all, but we'll see what the Holy Ghost does. All right, Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to glorify you and to be your children. God, we acknowledge you as the God of all creation the only wise God, the only faithful God. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you for your love and kindness that you have directed toward us and our families, God. We ask that your will be done in our lives, God. We ask that your will will be done in our lives, God, and bless us. We ask for wisdom as we listen to this podcast, as we go through it. And God, we ask that you would help us to be the people that you created us to be. Give us the grace Give us the strength and give us the power to do what you created us to do. Father, we ask these and all other things in the name of your son, Jesus. All right. So with that being said, we're going to keep it moving. Today's lesson is entitled, The Truth Hurts. The Truth Hurts. Simple title for season two, episode one. The truth hurts. It's coming today out of Jeremiah 42 and 43. Now, I am not going to sit here and read the entire book of Jeremiah 42 and 43 to you. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Y'all know already if you've been following this podcast, you need to put in the work and you need to study. Right. However, I am going to read some of these scriptures for you. All right, so we'll go ahead and get started in Jeremiah 42, verse 1. The heading at the top of this scripture says, Warning against going to Egypt. And the scripture says, Then all the commanders of the forces and Johanan, the son of Kareah, I apologize now for jacking the names up, and Jezaniah, the son of Hoshaiah, and all the people from the least to the greatest came near and said to Jeremiah, the prophet, let our plea 
for mercy come before you and pray to the Lord your God for us, for all this remnant, because we are left with but a few as your eyes see us, that the Lord your God may show us the way we should go and the thing that we should do. All right, we'll stop right there at the moment. So basically we have here the people of God who are realizing that there's trouble again. Why? Because they sinned. They did the things that the Lord always told them to not do. Now they're in trouble again and they want to come to the Lord for help. That's the basic backdrop without going into all the history, which you can do yourselves when you study on your own. Okay, so they're coming to Jeremiah the prophet and they're like, hey, listen, you know, basically we're in trouble. We need you to pray for us, you know. Oh, wait, please, please help. Let, let your God tell us what we should do. See what was going on here. They were faced with a choice. Right. They were faced with a choice. Their leaders were basically telling them, hey, we need to go to Egypt and, and, and be safe. Right. That's what we need to do. We need to go to Egypt. Right. We don't want to go with the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon said he's going to come. He's going to take us away. We don't need to do that. We need to go to Egypt instead. That's what we need to do. Okay. And so there is some doubt going on in the camp. We have people that are saying we should, we should stay here and brave it out. We have some people that are thinking, oh, maybe we should go to Egypt, right? Have you ever been in a, in a situation in your life to where you're faced with a choice? And you don't know what you should do. It could be your face with good choices. Both of them could seem like good choices. It could be you're in trouble and you're panicking, you're freaking out, and you really don't know which way you should go. So now in the midst of this, what do we do as Christians? Okay, we're going to go to the Lord. Let's go to the Lord. Here's the problem. <laughs> See? Now y'all got me walking the floor here. Here's the problem, all right? So many times when people come to the Lord and they say they want help, they don't really want help, okay? On the surface of their minds, they want help and they want help from the Lord. This is the easy answer to give. It's not always the right answer. It's not always the truth. OK, the the fact of the matter is many Christians, I've done this myself many times. OK, <laughs> most Christians will do this from time to time in our walk with Christ. And what is that? We we come to the Lord and we're asking him things, but we've already made the decision in our hearts on what we're going to do anyway. So it's like, why, why even bother the Lord with your shenanigans and foolishness, right? If, if, if you already have your mind made up on what you're going to do, don't even waste the Lord's time. <laughs> hey, and don't waste your time, right? Playing these mind games with yourself. 
It's good. The Bible talks about searching your heart. It's good to search your heart before you come to the Lord, before you ask him something that you already had your mind made up to do in the first place. See, God is so good. He already knows what you're going to do. I think, I think the Lord will go ahead and answer you anyway. Why? Just so you can see how good and how merciful the Lord is, but also the evil that was in your heart. Right? He'll just, okay, here you go. Right? So there we go. There's the first part of the scripture, right? They went to him and they asked him. Verse four, Jeremiah, the prophet said to them, I have heard you. Behold, I will pray to the Lord, your God, according to your request. And whatever the Lord answers you, I will tell you, I will keep nothing back from you. Verse five, then they said to Jeremiah, may the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us. If we do not act according to all the word with which the Lord, your God sends you to us, whether it is good or bad, we will obey the voice of the Lord, our God, to whom we are sending you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord, our God. Okay, we'll stop there. So again, here we have these people that prayed, that asked the prophet of God. This is a real prophet of God. This is not some phony prophet of God. These people know Jer Jeremiah is the real deal. He has a connection to God, right? He is a real prophet. The Lord really does speak through this man and things that things happen. <laughs> okay, the things that he say happen, they, they always happen. OK, so then you they're going on saying like, basically, listen, yeah, we're going to do whatever the Lord tells us to do. It's a nice, fine sounding speech. Right. But again, we're about to see in a hot second where their hearts really were. All right. Let's keep it moving. Verse seven. I said, I'm not going to read this entire scripture. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to read it to y'all. Right. But this is important, okay? Verse seven, at the end of 10 days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he summoned Johanan, the son of Kariah, and all the commanders of the forces who were with him and all the people from the least to the greatest and said to them, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your plea for mercy before him. If you will remain in this land, in other words, if you don't leave, if you will remain in this land, then I will build you up and not pull you down. I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent of the disaster that I did to you. Do not fear the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not fear him, declares the Lord. For I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. I will grant you mercy that he may have mercy on you and let you remain in your own land. But... If you say we will not remain in this land, disobeying the voice of the Lord, your God and saying, no, we will go to the land of Egypt where we shall not see war or hear the sound of the trumpet or be hungry for bread. And we will dwell there. Then hear the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. If you set your faces to enter Egypt and go to live there, then the sword that you fear shall overtake you there in the land of Egypt and the famine of which you are afraid shall follow close after you to Egypt and there you shall die. 
All the men who set their faces to go to Egypt to live there shall die by the sword, by famine, by pestilence. They shall have no remnant or survivor from the disaster that I will bring upon them. Okay, so here we go. They asked the Lord for something. They, they asked him for wisdom. They wanted to know the Lord's will in the matter. That's what they said. The Lord is faithful. You ask him something, he is going to answer you. Contrary to what many people will say, if you ask the Lord point blank about a thing and you really mean it and you're willing to wait because God is not your waiter, okay? He's not your little butler. He don't just, you know what I'm saying? Like you ask him and he's going to jump to it. And, no, he might, sometimes he will answer you very quickly. Sometimes more often than not, as I always say, the Lord's going to make you wait a little bit. He's going to make you wait. He's going to make you wait so you seek him. So you prepare your heart, right? You you searching your heart. You're, you're, you're seeking for him. It's better for you. It's always better for us when we do this. And so a lot of times the Lord will make you wait. But when the answer does come, the wisdom comes, what are you going to do? Man of God, what are you going to do? Woman of God. And if there's a boy or a girl that is listening, hey, y'all are all included too. Baby Christians all included too. What are you going to do when you ask the Lord for his will and he gives you his will on the thing? It could be for a job. It could be about a relationship. It could be about a move. You know, hey, I want to move to this new city, to this new state, this new country. It could be a, a whole bunch of different things. But when you ask the Lord for what his will is, then when he does give it to you, guess what? You need to obey what he told you. You need to obey what he told you. So here in the scripture, we see the Lord point blank told them what to do. Stay in Egypt. Yeah, this guy is coming, but don't be afraid of him. I'm going to give you mercy with me. That way you will have mercy with this man. There's a spiritual principle right there. We're, we're told to not fear the reproach of man. Why? Because God is almighty, right? God is almighty. And, and if you're with the Lord, what can man do against you, right? If God be for you, who can be against you? In this scripture, the Lord initially was not for them because they were disobedient. They sought the Lord. He told them what to do and said, if you do this, if you stay there, I will relent. In other words, I was going to give y'all a whooping, but if you listen and obey now and stop being disobedient, you will not get a whooping. I will, I will make this well for you. They didn't want that. See, they already had in their minds what they were going to do. And let me, let me, let me just back up for a hot second here. Cause now we got to go a little bit further into the scripture. Okay. We got to go a little bit further into the scripture here. Y'all yeah, bear with me. You know how we do. 15 minutes into this thing. All right. All righty. So what we're seeing here is now what the people are saying to Jeremiah after they received the word and the will of the Lord. Right. 
This is Jeremiah 43, verse 1. When Jeremiah finished speaking to all the people, all these words of the Lord their God, with which the Lord their God had sent him to them, Azariah the son of Hoshaiah and Johanan the son of Kareah and all the insolent men said to Jeremiah, you are telling a lie. The Lord our God did not send you to say, do not go to Egypt to live there, but Baruch the son of Neriah has set you against us to deliver us into the hand of the Chaldeans that they may kill us or take us into exile in Babylon. So Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the commanders of the forces and all the people did not obey the voice of the Lord to remain in the land of Judah. But Johanan, the son of Korea, and all the commanders of the forces took all the remnant of Judah who had returned to live in the land of Judah from all the nations to which they had been driven. The men, the women, the children, the princesses, and every person whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Jedaliah, the son of Ahikam, son of Shaphan, almost done here, also Jeremiah the prophet and Baruch the son of Neriah, and they came into the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord. Now, I find it interesting, as y'all already know, they asked for this thing, they asked for the Lord's will, they wanted to know exactly what his will was, but then when they got the answer, what did they say? God didn't say that. God didn't say that. I remember in my young 20s, I was in I was in the Navy. I got out of the Navy. I got married to 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 my former wife. And I remember being faced with a decision like, hey, how am I going to take care of my family? I could try and get a job or I could go back in the military. I prayed and asked the Lord what his will was. The answer came back, go in the Navy, go in the military. What was my response? God didn't say that. <laughs> God did not say that because God knows I don't like the military. I don't want to go back in the military. Now, thank goodness I did repent. You know, I, I, I calmed down and I did repent and I did go back in the military and I stayed there for 15 years and I was able to take care of my family and the whole nine and it worked out well for me. Because I repented and I did do what God said. It was, I didn't make it about me. I made it about what the Lord said and, and how that would affect, you know, my family, the people that were following me. In this scripture here, we see the leaders and the Bible clearly calls them insolent men. Well, let's look up the word insolent. 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 Let's see what it says. Insolent. Adjective, insultingly contemptuous in speech or conduct, overbearing, exhibiting boldness or effrontery, impudent, synonym, audacious, boldface, brass, brazen, cocky, saucy, nervy, sassy. So these, these are the leaders here. And unfortunately... You have so too often in our society, I don't know why people are kind of wired like this, but they are, to where people are unsure of themselves 
people that are unsure of their, their relationship with the Lord, they usually tend to follow the big mouth people. You know, the people that speak the loudest, that say whatever's on their mind, seems like they have no filter, and they say whatever they want to say, and they swear up and down that they know what they're doing, and they know exactly what needs to be done, and since they sound so confident, or like the dictionary just said, it said cocksure, they're so sure of themselves, these people that don't really know the Lord and aren't sure of themselves, what do they do? They follow them to their own peril, to their own destruction. And that's what happened here. You had a lot of people that was following the insolent leaders, all those big mouth people that were in sin, arrogant, prideful. And we know what the scripture says about uh, arrogance and, and pride and what it leads to. It leads to downfall. It leads to destruction. Always does, always has, always will. And this is just one other example where that happened in the Bible. So why exactly is this message coming to you today? There's so many lessons in this one lesson. But what really struck me is this. It's so vital that we as Christians are actually real Christians. Okay, we, we really have a real relationship with the Lord. We spend time with him. We seek his face. We know who the Lord is. Even if you're not very confident in yourself, you can be confident in your relationship with the Lord. You can be, more importantly, confident in who the Lord is and knowing the Lord's ways. If you follow this podcast for any amount of time, you know that one of the things that we do here is teach about spiritual warfare. We teach about, you know, how the Lord is. So when you understand how the Lord is, even though we're humans and we're not going to know everything about the Lord, you can know how he is. You can study him and you can know his ways. So when you're in another particular situation, because you know the Lord, the Lord is the same. He never changes. The Lord is always the same, no matter what. The world changes, society changes, economics change, every you know, political leaders change or whatever, but the Lord is always the same. So that's so important. Have a, a real relationship with the Lord. He will make himself known to you. You don't have to be like these, a lot of these people out here that are walking around saying that, yeah, God is a tree. You know, or, or, or God is this or some other ridiculous nonsense. If you look for God, you know, God is actually look. He, he's seeing you right now. I don't know where you are in your relationship with the Lord, but I do want to tell you this. The Lord is looking at you right now, right now and loving you so much. And wanting to help you so much and wanting to just pour love on you and minister to you so much. And you have to know that. See, when you know that, you will respond to the Lord differently because you will understand the Lord has my very best interests at heart. He doesn't want to control me and manipulate me. He doesn't want to hurt me. The Lord loves me. So when he tells you something that you think is going to be painful and it may be painful, 
When the Lord tells you something that sounds like, uh, I didn't really want to do that, but I wanted to do this thing over here. You're going to remember my God loves me. Jesus loves me. Father loves me. Holy Spirit loves me. They told me to do this and they confirmed it with scripture. The Lord will always confirm his word with you. He will always confirm it. So you'll know it was the Lord and not and not some uh, trick or trap of the enemy. Right. Then you can go ahead and trust the voice of the Lord. When you know the, the Bible says my sheep know my voice. Well, you might say, well, how how was that possible? Like we we don't see Jesus and we don't actually hear Jesus speaking. But when you read the Bible, this is how you learn the voice of the Lord. You read the Bible. You study the Bible. Jesus is the word of God. Study that Bible, the Holy Bible, not the Catholic Bible, <laughs> not the Mormon Bible, the Holy Bible. OK, and again, there are some versions of the Holy Bible where they're changing words and meanings and it, like the NIV is one of those versions. It's a dangerous version because there's a lot of important words left out. But I digress. As you study the word of God, you learn the voice of the Lord. So when somebody is speaking wisdom, somebody is speaking wisdom that came from the Lord, you will hear it. It could come out of the mouth of a child. It could come out of the mouth of a total stranger. You might just happen to be in a room somewhere and somebody saying something and all of a sudden your ears tune into what they're saying. Do, 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 do. What is that? What did they just say? Oh, the Lord can speak through anybody. <laughs> he can speak through the television. He can speak through anybody in any situation. But if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, if you don't put your time in with the Lord, if you don't make the choice to study the Bible and learn about the Lord, learn about God, who is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. If you don't do that, you won't know the voice of the Lord. And you will go and follow after some loud mouth, big mouth, insolent, arrogant person. And you will go in the wrong direction and you will miss the blessing and possibly walk right into your destruction. That if, if there's nothing else I wanted to say in this message and we're coming to a close now, it is that right. It is vital that you have a relationship with the Lord because, see, the truth hurts. But it only really hurts when you're disobedient to it. The, the truth came to those people. You know, it's like it's the truth. It's presented. It's information. What are you going to do about it? Make a choice. Are we going to stay here? Or are we going to go? It, it didn't hurt. In a sense, like people say, the truth hurts, but it did hurt. Why? Because they disobeyed the truth. The truth came. They rejected it and said, you didn't say that. The Lord didn't say that. We're going to do what we wanted to do in the first place. Exactly what we said we was going to do. We going down to Egypt. And what happened? All of them died. Just like God said, they all died. So the truth only hurts when you disobey it. Okay. Stick with the Lord. Stay in the Bible. Learn the Lord's voice. Do not follow a bunch of people that don't know the Lord just because they got big mouths and they talking loud and they sound so confident. You go in your quiet closet. You go in your your your, your place or the space where you study and seek the Lord and the Lord will tell you. He'll tell you. And, you know, usually the voice of the Lord does not go along with popular 
opinion. If you don't know that by now, I'm just going to let you know. Usually the Lord's voice does not go along with whatever society is doing. It just it doesn't work like that. The Lord is the Lord. The world does what they want to do. They're, they're always going opposite from the Lord. So I just just want to tell you that. But anyway, we're going to close out. Be encouraged because we have a faithful God who is really, really, really the only God that there is anyway, the only true God. He will never leave you nor forsake you just like he told you. Stick with the Lord and it will be the only thing that will save you. I'm here to tell you, stick with the Lord. That's going to be the only thing that saves you in this generation. It won't be your money. It won't be your skill sets. It won't be your location. It won't be your family name. Nah, nah, it's going to be the Lord. Okay. So with that in mind, thank you for coming out. I appreciate you. And I will see you in the next episode. Always remember, right? Resist the devil. Well, excuse me. I got back it up. Always remember. <laughs> it's been a while, y'all. It's been a while. Submit yourself unto the Lord. Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha and be blessed.